You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you writing or thinking about writing a book and dream about building your reputation as an authority in your field, but have no idea where to start? Unfortunately, many book authors with an incredible message to share sadly go unheard and never quite reach the level of exposure they'd hoped for. That is until now. The Author Platform Success Show will share key strategies on how to build the relationships and community that serves as the foundation for a powerful publicity platform, one that will support you in increasing your reach and book sales while helping you gain international recognition. Now, over to your host, Stacey Myers. Hi, and welcome to another Author Platform Success Show podcast. And today we have the pleasure of meeting Kaz McCullough. Hey Kaz, how are you? Hi Stacey, I'm great. How are you? I'm perfect. Thank you ever so much for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. And before I get right into the questions, I'm going to tell people a bit about you. So Kaz is known for empowering micro businesses to ditch the sales pitch and reach and serve their ideal clients through powerful content. In the past year, Kaz has been dubbed a leading mumpreneur by digital media magazine Startup Smart, has established a blog which has been counted as one of the top 25 small business blogs in Australia by the Telstra Smarter Business website, and also counted as one of the top 24 social media blogs in the world in the Social Media Examiner 2013 Top Blog Competition. And Kaz is the Director of Support a Work at Home Person, a 15,000 strong social media community for home-based micro-businesses. She's the founder of Social Enterprise Mumatopia, is a certified birth doula and also an author. So, blogging seems to be your thing and you're getting very rewarded for it. Yeah, gosh, when you read all about it, I get really tired. <laughs> Just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, but it's great because you write on your own. Yeah, How many blogs of your own do you have? I've got three blogs of my own and I guess blog for Startup Smart as well. So, yeah, it, it does keep me busy, but I love to write and I love to – that. It's just I love just getting those thoughts out to people and I love it when they respond and um, these days I get heaps of comments on my blog so I'm loving that as well. Yeah, because it gets you a real feel of community because I know when you first start blogging and you get your blog out there and then you're waiting and it's like you're talking to nobody. Yeah, yeah, it can feel like that. Um, for me, like when I first started blogging, it was really, I, I'd already been a writer and, and an editor of a magazine and I wanted to um, put some of my articles in one place and so I did that and I found that they were getting shared heaps, um, some of them more than others. One day, one article, you know, somebody read it and then decided to share it on Facebook and this was in the early days of Facebook marketing and um, it had something like over a 1,000 people viewing that one article within the space of 12 hours and I was just blown away by the power of social media and what it could do for your blog and what it could do for your business. So it's only gone up from there. Wow. And so you've got, so support a work at home person, that's for support people that work at home, I imagine. Yes. 
Yeah. And then the Mummatopia is um, as because you're a birth doula and an author as well. And then your other blog, which um, people can find you at kazmacolor.com. That's C A S M C C O U L. I said that wrong, didn't I? M C U L L O U G H dot com. And it's content marketing cardiology. Yeah. And so, can you tell me a bit about content marketing? Because I know that word gets thrown around, those words get thrown around all the time. But what, like for you, what exactly is content marketing? Okay, well, the best way to illustrate this, I guess, is to share with you what's happened with my own businesses um, and how I've embraced this whole concept. I mean, the idea of content marketing has actually been around since the dawn of the printing press. Um, because all it is is really self-publishing your own content to help inspire and serve people. And um, I found with Mamatopia, because that was the first business I started out with more than three years ago now, um, I would, you know, people would read my blog posts and I would get people like potential clients contacting me because of one blog post I wrote that happened to really speak to them. And the thing that I found really interesting was that they had already decided, but before they even met me, that they wanted to hire me to be their birth doula. They'd already decided that because of what they had read on my website. And I didn't have to sell. I didn't have to um, upsell anything. I didn't have to be salesy in any way, shape or form. It was merely just the fact that I had shared with them useful information that really spoke to them and resonated for them that gave them the reason to want to work with me. And what beauty of that has been that by writing articles that really speak to my ideal clients, those are the people who generally will seek me out now. So I've learned that early on and have translated that, I guess, into my other businesses as well and realized that, you know, our stories are really powerful and our insights are really powerful and people are just hungry for information. And as businesses, we, you know, we have a, a great responsibility now because consumers are so, they're so into research. They want to know everything before they even contact you. Um, we have a great responsibility to share our knowledge and to answer their questions. And that's what it's really about is, is just sharing our knowledge, answering their key questions so that they can make a decision of whether they're going to invest or not invest in you. And then so how do you think about things that you're going to blog about? Oh, do you mean where do I get ideas? Yes. Oh, look, I do a lot of reading and research. I try to keep abreast of current issues as much as I can, and I get a lot of inspiration um, from my research. And I also just look at the questions that people ask me. Like, for instance, the other day, someone in, in one of the groups that I run said, um, now, I know this might sound like a silly question, but what is blogging? And, of course, to bloggers, you know, to people who are writing every day, we don't necessarily think that people don't know what that is. And it really, I was really quite taken aback because I thought, oh, someone doesn't know what blogging is and they've been in my group for how long? And I thought, wow, that's, you know, that's pretty huge. I need to answer this question. Um, and it's not, you know, there's, it isn't a silly question because I had just assumed that everybody knew what that was. <laughs> um, and so I went back and I wrote a blog post, um, which was, 
you know, all about what is blogging and talked about how personal blogging is different to business blogging. So it was a great opportunity to educate people about what a business blog is in comparison to what, you know, a personal or inspirational blog might be. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes complete sense. Mm. So you talked about the content marketing as giving out great content and answering questions that your um, readers are interested in finding out or answering the questions they have. So is that all content marketing is or is there more to it than that? I think, I definitely think there's more to it. I definitely think answering reader questions is really important and should be right up there in terms of the priorities because, I mean, that, you know, if you're trying to attract clients or customers to your business, you want to make sure that um, you're giving them the information that enables them to make an informed decision about whether to buy from you. Um, But you also want to inspire them. And rather than coming across as pushy or salesy, you know, which was, which was what marketing was in the past. It was very much about, you know, sending a certain message that manipulated a response or that got people to make an instant response. Whereas nowadays, consumers are quite cynical and they will jump on a website and research thoroughly. They want to know that they can trust the person behind that business if it's a small business or if it's a large corporation. They want to know that they can trust that the information they're getting is reliable. So if you're self-publishing, you know, there is, I guess, a a tendency to want to, you know, just push the marketing line um, and make it sound markety, I guess. Do you like that word, markety? Um, (laughs) But really people are looking for the real deal, the real story. They're not just looking for the sales pitch. They're not just looking for the glowing, glossy report on what you do. Um, They're looking for the facts. So really successful content marketers are are going into new territory where they're exploring, um, where they'll even do blog posts about, well, you know how great a service we offer? Well, here's five other businesses that have a solid reputation in our industry. Um, And that idea, I was just listening the other day to Marcus Sheridan, who's the sales lion, and he mentioned this, and I thought, you know what, that is such a great idea, Um, but it's scary. For a lot of businesses, that is a really scary prospect because they think, oh, well, what if someone goes to those other people? But the thing is, if you're being honest and you've already got the relationship with your potential clients, they aren't just going to go somewhere else unless that person better meets their needs. So it really is about working with people that are in alignment with what you do um, rather than feeling like you desperately have to get everybody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I completely get what you mean. And then also, if if the people that are reading your blog and you lead them on to somebody else and it's a better fit for them over there, well, I think that's a great thing anyway. Even if you didn't get them as a client, that you're they're actually getting served in whichever way that they need to have that happen. That's exactly right. And I guess that hits on the point that, you know, content marketing is a totally different mindset. It's a totally different philosophy of marketing and that, yes, you want to make money, but you don't necessarily want to make money off the backs of people who aren't your ideal clients or who you're not going to serve very well because if you don't serve them well through what you offer, it's not going to be a good outcome at the end of the day. It's not going to necessarily be a good relationship. You're not going to necessarily get repeat business out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. Yeah. And so the your blog is 
so we've talked quite a bit about your blog then. And then what about social media and other those things? Is that part of content marketing as well? Absolutely. Um, what I did was I sat down, once I worked out that this was really working for me, I sat down and I developed what I call the content marketing cardiology cycle. And that cycle is actually what gave me my business name um, because when I did the cycle up, it looked like a heart. And if you want a picture of that, it's actually on my website on a recent blog post. And um, basically, it just describes how everything you do online is integrated and how it needs to work as a cohesive system in order for your business to benefit from it. Um, so social media is a really big part of that because social media is about amplifying word of mouth and really getting your name and your reputation out there um, and having people talk about you and you talking about them and helping them. And, and then, you know, gradually over time, those people who are talking about you become followers and then they become subscribers. And then once they're subscribers, you have more of an opportunity to communicate with them directly. And once you do that, um, you're more likely to um, have people invest in what you're offering. And if your service is great, which hopefully it will be, um, and you're all in alignment in terms of the people that you're working with, then they become loyal fans and flag bearers for your business. And so the whole cycle starts again because then they're on social media telling their friends about how fantastic you are. And so your business is getting out to more and more people with each happy customer that you have. Yeah, and we certainly want more of those people. Absolutely. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> Those ones that go out and fly the flag for us. Yeah. And it's amazing so, it happens. It's truly amazing because it's quite humbling. Um, but, you know, it does definitely happen that way, you know, if you put the right system in place. Sure. And then so what other essential elements was, must we have in place then if we want to really grow our businesses? Okay. Well, I have 10 essential elements that must be in place that I feel every small business owner must put in place if they want a successful content marketing system. Um, number one is your own self-hosted WordPress website. Um, now, I'm quite the WordPress website evangelist. I really believe that it, it's the easiest way to get the system working and to get that cycle happening. Um, and it's quite easily quite easily set up. You can simply just call your web host and get them to install a WordPress site on your um, domain and and then you're good to go. You just got to go and set it up and it is quite intuitive but there's a lot of people out there who can help you with that process as well. Um, the second is branding and design that compels your ideal client to visit you and to revisit you and to learn more about you and what you offer. Um, so design is really, really important because Design draws the eye in a certain direction and making sure that your website has an information flow that people can follow and understand that's not going to confuse them or send them off on a tangent somewhere else. Um, number three is followers on social media so that you can entice them to become subscribers. So everything you do on social media should be aimed at bringing them into that cycle. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes okay. complete sense. So you shouldn't just be posting for the sake of posting. You should be posting with the aim of building your profile and your credibility so that people will want to subscribe to your offering, okay? Or even, you know, even just a newsletter. 
um, just subscribe and opt in so that they can hear more directly from you. Because once they hear more directly from you, then you're able to really share with them um, in a way that you can't do on social media because you can't always guarantee who's going to see your information and when. Um, number four is, um, I guess number three leads into number four in that number four is a subscriber base so that you can communicate with your potential clients directly and start building real relationships. And number five is loyal fans who can't help but like, share and shout out about what you do. Um, and those are your happy customers and clients and peers as well who admire your work. And number six is a social media presence that's fully integrated with your website and your offline marketing. So nothing is done in isolation. And number seven is analytics and other measurable data, data streams, measurable, sorry, <laughs> data streams, um, because you need to be able to evaluate your performance and make sure that you're on message and on target and reaching the people you want to reach. And we're nearly at the end. Number eight, um, SEO blog posts. And a, and a website that's search engine optimized, but not just search engine optimized, but socially optimized as well, in that you're making it really easy for people to share information about you and to find you as well through social networks. Um, number nine is networking on and offline at events, conferences and expos as well. So there's different, many different ways you can network both, both on and offline. And you should be doing both rather than just online or just offline. And number 10 is um, media coverage through publicity. Uh, now, a lot of content marketers don't agree with this, but I actually think that it is really good for your business because it helps build your credibility. If a journalist says something about you, it's different to you saying something about you. Okay, cool. I'll take a breath now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think, uh, just touching on the last two, um, I think they're all really great, but those two, um, because I do a lot of my networking online, yeah. because I live in the UK and a lot of the people that I interact with and pretty much all of my clients are in the US, a lot of what I do is online. Yeah. And this year, I decided that I was that was going to be something I was going to do a lot more of is do some more in person networking in the UK, and it's just amazing yeah. what can happen from it. So I went to this one event, and from this one event, myself and three other ladies have come together to do quite a bit of work together and then um, with one of the the lady that was running the networking event I've just um, did a webinar for her on Twitter and it was just there were six of us at this networking event and you think from a group of six people yeah. I've now um, in a team of four doing something um, with our businesses and then also having these other opportunities and so I think it does this the networking can really move things along quite quickly. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm finding the same. I went to, um, I didn't get out to too many events last year. I mean, I've got a lot going on at home as well as with my businesses. And I just wangled it to go to this Facebook marketing um, workshop one day. And it was just wonderful. I got to meet people I'd worked with online, um, actual clients. I got to meet them in person for the first time. And was amazed at how many people that I had worked with were actually at this event and was just blown away by people's response and receptiveness. And, you know, when they heard my name, they'd go, oh, you're Kat. 
<laughs> I was really humbled by that because I thought, wow, you know, people actually know who I am. That's amazing. Um, but it was just, it just filled me with, I guess, you know, a bit of life. I thought, wow, you know, this is really encouraging. I need to do more of this. And yeah, you get a chance to get more of a feel for people too. And I love online networking. I'm all into that. Um, but I definitely think you need to get yourself out there as well, you know, at live events if you can, because you're building relationships in a whole different way. Yeah, it does make a big difference. And then I want to touch on the media aspect because I know for myself, I do know this and then I know for other people as well, like we don't know where to start. Like it's for... It's like get media, get yourself in the newspaper or um, you can go to PR web and write your own press release and it's like what do you say and where do you start? Okay, um, well you can just start simply by writing down some ideas that you think are newsworthy um, and a newsworthy idea is, is really just something that um, is shareable. You know, like it, it doesn't have to be earth-shattering. We're talking about soft news here when it comes to business news, right? If you're announcing a new product line or you're launching something new or you're the first person to do something or you've won an award, things like that are great for local newspapers. And with media, if you can just pick up the phone and talk to your local newspaper and get something in the local paper, and they love it when people do that, long as they're not on deadline <laughs> if you call them on deadline <laughs> they won't hear a word you say um but you can literally for small papers you can just pick up the phone and say look I've, I've got this going on can I send you some more information where can I send it to get an email address and then send them a little write-up um it doesn't have to be a professional press release you're a business owner you're not a PR person and sometimes I think that writing something that looks like a PR person wrote it is can do more harm than good really just depends on the circumstance and on where you're sending it to. Um, and make the headline something that's going to capture their attention. So you, you don't write the headline as if they're just going to take the headline and put it in the newspaper because they never do. They only ever, um, you only ever write those headlines for the journalist. So because the sub-editors always change titles, always, always. And um, basically, you know, it is just as simple as that just a matter of picking up the phone and talking through your, your your idea and then sending them information and then organising and teeing up a time for a photo op or something like that, which they'll do with you if they're interested in the story. So, you know, it really, it really is not a difficult thing to do and it's something that could really make a difference to your business. But also don't forget about online media as well. Like I've had publicity through... Um, Dynamic Business, which is, a, I guess, I think it's an Australian site, which is all about entrepreneurship, as well as Startup Smart. And that has really made a difference to my business. I've had people contact me as a result of being interviewed on those sites. And I also got my blogging gig from Startup Smart by um, sending them a press release about something, which they, they put up immediately. So, you know, online sources of news are also really good to contact as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think it does make a massive difference. And anybody that does it says that they get good results from it, um, and they get it's great for visibility and getting people to their blog um, sites or getting to know about what they're up to. Like you said, if you're launching a new product or something like that. 
And I just want to loop back for a minute and have a talk about, because we chatted about the blog, but what other types of content can um, people produce if they, because if they don't really, um, not really confident being a writer or they just are looking for other ways? Okay, that, that's a great question. Um, content comes in many shapes and forms. There's a lot of people getting into podcasting these days, which is what you're doing here, um, where we talk and we, we do an interview or you can just do a solo podcast as well where you're just sharing information yourself. And you can do that either with just like a talking format like this, like a radio interview, or you can even do a podcast video series as well. And a lot of people are also getting into um, regular YouTube videos, like a TV channel style thing. And... You know, if you love to be on camera, that, that's probably the main content driver for you. If you love to write, blogging is a great content driver, but not just blogging, but um, e-books as well, uh, writing a book as well. Um, you know, it's amazing how daunting that prospect can feel, but really, I mean, if you're writing regularly, you've, you've already got all the knowledge and material there to put a book together. You already have what it takes. And you, I think that everybody has knowledge to share. Everybody has expertise in something that's related to their business that they can share. And it is really just about finding the right content formats for you. Um, one thing I like to do is webinars, and it's taken a while to get really get into it and, and feel confident with it. But I love doing it because it's, I love the visual aspect as well, not just the talking. Um, I love to be able to show people how to do stuff. And webinars enable you to do that because you can share your screen with people. And then you can record it and have it available for people later on. So with, um, for instance, with Support a Work at Home Person, we have a member community called the Inner Circle. And I every webinar I do for them, like I do about two or three webinars for that group a year as part of their membership package. And I archive all of those webinars in the member area so that any new person who joins can then go back and listen to anything that I've archived. So, you know, it becomes another form of content that people can consume and can use and that's helpful for them. So I don't know if I've covered every base there. Um, your image... I think you... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I think you covered quite a few though. Yeah. And then... Um, we don't have a lot of time left, but can you just touch on still inside of that, like repurposing content? Yeah, I repurpose content all the time um, because you you know you've got your core ideas, but different people relate to your ideas in different ways. So, for instance, I might write a blog post about a certain issue. And then decide, you know what, this would be a great webinar topic. I think I'm going to put this together in a PowerPoint presentation and do it as a webinar. So then I run it as a webinar and people get a different slant on it, I guess, because I'm talking about it rather than just writing about it. Um, and, and then I might decide, well, you know what, this would be great in an e-book. I, I think I'm going to put together an e-book, which is a lot more comprehensive than a blog post. So I put together maybe a series of blog posts and, and rejig them so that they make sense in an ebook and add images and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different ways that you can repurpose your content. And I think that that's a really smart thing to do because, you know, different people just relate to different things. And it means that you're reaching people that you might not have reached 
um, reached through a blog post. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and it's even being able to, if you do a webinar or a um, teleclass um, that's not visual, then you can automatically just use that audio and have it transcribed and yeah. that turns into a blog post. So it's not even that you need to redo something again. You can just pull apart or take bits of things that you've already done. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's kind of what I'm doing with my book at the moment. I'm writing a book um, which has a working title of my brilliant on career, um, Ditch the Corporate Ladder for Life. And it's a it's kind of part memoir, part how-to. And, um, yeah, I'm actually going through all my blog posts that I've written and taking bits and pieces out of them and repurposing them in my book because I'm covering a lot of the same bases with a slightly different take on it. But um, I can reuse that information because not everyone's going to go and sit on my blog for 20 hours and read through my articles. <laughs> yeah. But they might pick up a book at the bookstore and read it. So, you know, it, it makes sense to do that. Yeah, I think, and and also because everybody's so limited with time as well. If you can make the most of the work that you're putting in, then that's going to be great all round as well. Yeah, that's right, exactly. So, what um, what's something that you'd like the listeners left with that they could take away, an action they could take, or just a thought that you want to leave them with? Okay, I think the biggest thought is that. It can feel really overwhelming, um, this whole social media marketing thing and online marketing, it can feel really overwhelming. So I just want you to feel encouraged that you do have content that you can share that will help your ideal clients. You do. You have it, in, you have it within you. You have the knowledge and the expertise within you. And you do also have the ability to share that knowledge in some form. So... You know, if you can do one thing, that is just maybe even just set up your own blog, even if you're not going to write right away, even if it's just taking photos on Instagram and putting them on your blog, at least it's a start. And it doesn't have to be perfect because you, you learn so much along the way. So I, I guess I just really want to encourage you just to get out there, start listening to your ideal clients, start writing down the questions that they have. And, and just make a start at addressing them and putting that information together on a website so that you can really start honing in and attracting your ideal clients to your business and grow your business. I think that's wonderful to be left with. And I think it's so true as well. I think we get we it's so easy to get caught up in the, that we're not an expert or we don't have some knowledge that other people will want, but it's just yeah. not true. We all have um, expertise and knowledge that everybody else will want. That's exactly right, yeah. So I know you're going to want to find Kaz and connect with her. So how you can do that is on her website. So if you go to Kaz McCullough, and I'll spell it correctly this time. So it's C-A-S-M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H dot com. And on her website, you'll find all of her um, social connect buttons so you can find her on Facebook and Pinterest and Twitter and everywhere else and then do you want to just share your um, web address for support a work at home person? Sure and um, that's just support awahp.com 
So, yeah, if you want to connect with me on there, if you work from home, then um, that's a great place to go. I, I regularly put interviews um, with work-at-home parents and people on that website every week. We put up a new interview, and the insights you gain from reading those are amazing. So, yeah, so jump on there if that interests you. And, um, yeah, I look forward to connecting with you more in the future. Great. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Stacey. It's been fun. Okay, and if you want to get those links where you can find CAS, you can also get those on the author platform successshow.com on the show notes page. And don't forget there you can also subscribe via iTunes or you could just go to iTunes and search for the author platform success show and you'll find us there. And you know how much I love Twitter, so you can catch me on there. My username is at Stacey L. Myers. And until next time.